0: Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Naumann. This morning I'd like to begin with a brief devotional thought based on 1 John 2, verses 1 and 2. Here the Apostle John writes, My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only. But also for the whole world. Now, we don't know if the Apostle John actually had any children, but later on in his life, he became known as the Elder. It seems like he lived for quite a long time, all the way into the 10th decade of the first century BC, into the 90s, when he likely wrote. Uh, perhaps even the Gospel of John and the Revelation and these epistles. So he kind of refers to everybody as children. And he's writing to these things to the children, to those who read this this epistle, and also to us too. Uh, and he says, I write these things to you so that you may not sin." Those words, these things, refer back to chapter one, which is the familiar section that uh, in which John points out to the message that he has declared from Jesus Christ, saying that we have fellowship in him, walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So he says, I'm saying all these things to you so that you do not sin. That'd be a, That's a wonderful idea if we could not sin, if, the, if we could somehow, if John could write us a letter that would keep us from sinning, that would be wonderful. But thankfully, uh, he knows that we sin and he goes on, he says, and if anyone sins, which is almost uh, tongue in cheek, I would imagine. If anyone sins, or just in case you're not one of those people who doesn't sin, yeah, yeah right, we all sin, right? Uh, so he says, just in case you're one of these people who, who do sin, which is all of us, he says, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. The word advocate, it's almost like a lawyer. And so we almost can picture a courtroom here in which God the Father is the judge. He's the one sitting there with the gavel. He is ready to cast judgment upon you, but you have an advocate. You have a lawyer, and your lawyer is Jesus Christ the righteous. Uh, When it says the righteous there, it means he's the one who has lived that perfect life, who died on the cross to take away our sins. And what does John go on to say? He says, he himself, that is Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. The word propitiation, it's a big word, but it's a very important Bible word. And propitiation means satisfactory payment. It means that Jesus paid enough for our sins. So I always use the, the analogy I like to use. is It's like a uh, when you go to Quick Trip and you buy bananas at Quick Trip. And the, they put it on the scale and they say, the satisfactory payment is going to be $2. So you need to pay $2.00. That is the propitiation. That is the satisfactory payment. If you only had one dollar, then you wouldn't be able to propitiate for those bananas. You don't have enough money to pay the price. But Jesus is the propitiation, the satisfactory payment for our sins. He paid enough. Um, And that means that Jesus had to live a perfect life. He could never sin once. He had to always do what he was supposed to do. Never do what he was not supposed to do. Always obey his parents. Have no thoughts of anger or lust or jealousy or greed He had to live perfect in every way, thought, word, and deed, and uh, action, and all these ways, Jesus was absolutely perfect. He is the righteous one, and that's what makes him the propitiation. That's what makes him a satisfactory payment. Because if you said, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna suffer the sins of the world, I'm gonna die on the cross, I'm gonna take away the sins of my neighbor, you're not a propitiation for anyone's sins. You're not. Uh, righteous enough you're not a satisfactory payment your life would not be enough to pay for anyone else's sins but thankfully jesus didn't just die on the cross to take away your sins he didn't just die on the cross to take away my sins the section concludes he himself is a propitiation for our sins and not for ours only but also for the whole world. This is a very, very, very important doctrine. This doctrine is called Universal Justification. It means that Jesus died not just for some, not just for for a certain sect of people, but for all people. That means it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. It doesn't matter if you're if you're a boy or a girl. It doesn't matter if you're rich, it doesn't matter if you're poor, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew, it doesn't matter if you're a Gentile. It doesn't matter if you're old, it doesn't matter if you're young, it doesn't matter if you're rich, it doesn't matter if you're poor. Jesus died for all everyone. That's amazing because that gives us absolute assurance. Think about it. If Jesus said, I'm going to die for people who live in the Western Hemisphere, well, that would mean that the whole world needs to move over here to the Western Hemisphere so we can all be saved. Or what if Jesus said, I'm only going to die for people whose last name is Martin. Well, that would mean that I better get my last name changed to Martin so that I can be saved. But what does Jesus say? He dies for all people. And so that gives us a very natural, logical conclusion to draw. And that is that God loved the world. Jesus died for the sins of the world. I'm a part of the world, and so he died for my sins. And this this objective justification, this fact that Jesus died for me, regardless of my own personal feelings about it, regardless about what anybody else says, Jesus says, I died for you. And he's speaking right to you. It doesn't matter to anybody else. He died for your sins. You're a part of the world. And so you can be absolutely confident in that. No matter how many times you've sinned, no matter how bad those sins are, no matter what what you've done, Jesus says your sins are forgiven, not only for some sins, but for all sins. And that gives us absolute confidence. Thank you, Jesus, for that wonderful confidence that he gives us here as our lawyer, telling God the Father, the judge, that he has paid the price for our sins, that he's granted to us that, uh, that righteousness that he earned. And because of that, God now sees us as his saints, and he sees us as perfect. So now when we, as John said in the last chapter, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Praise be to Jesus who cleanses us and makes us his own dear brothers and sisters. Let us pray. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the great blessing of your blood, for the propitiation that you were, that satisfactory payment for our sins. Help us to revel in this truth. Help us to rejoice in this truth. Help us to always cherish this truth in our hearts and lives. And bless us as we continue as your children, as lights in this dark world, as the salt of the earth proclaiming the good news that you have done for us with whoever we have the opportunity to. In your name we pray. Amen. number of announcements I'd like to highlight for you this evening. We'll continue our online midweek Bible class, picking up at 1 John Chapter 2, hope you can join us for that. Uh, Again, we're going to be studying the words we just talked about today, so um, we're going to pick it up there and we're going to go on uh, in 1 John Chapter 2 there. Uh, Last week, the entry carpet uh, installation was completed, so that's put in the front entryway. Looks very nice, much nicer than the old green stuff. It's a nice neutral color. Uh, Take a look at that. I want to thank all those who put work and effort into that. I want to remind you that uh, our Outdoor Adventure Day, which was scheduled for this Saturday, um, we we're hoping to have it at Turtle Lot Pool. Turtle Lot closed easy, earlier than we expected, and so we're not going to be having um, an Outdoor Adventure Day uh, in the month of August, but we will have some upcoming, so please keep an eye out for that. Uh, the school starts next week, August 22nd, so uh, our teachers and our faculty are getting all ready to go for next, uh, next Monday, August 22nd, so hope you can join us for that. Uh, we have an opening service for our school at 8.30. Everyone is welcome to attend Uh, I believe it will be live streamed as well. So you can come and check that out whenever you have the opportunity. Uh, A couple of retreats for men and women I want to highlight for you. Uh, The women's virtual retreat is scheduled for next Saturday. That is August 27th. Uh, We're having a a bunch of women hosting a program right here at Emanuel in the basement. So it will be a potluck style. You can come join us for that. Um, the, The virtual retreat will be put on one of the big screens. And women from all over the CLC will be joining us. Uh, as, we, as we gather together and consider the theme for that uh, retreat. Also, the Man Up Retreat is scheduled for September 22nd through the 25th. Uh, that's always a, a good time at the Wyalusing State Park. Hope you can plan on joining us uh, for that. Uh, more information can be found for all these retreats in our bulletins and on our website, Emmanuel Mankato. Org. Uh, we have an extensive prayer list this week. Uh, we continue to keep Pastor Radical in our prayers as he continue, considers the Linwood, Washington call, um, that Seattle area out there. Pray the Lord's will would be done as he considers that call. Uh, we do keep in our prayers the new school year and our teachers and our uh, staff and our students that the Lord would bless them as we continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in so many of the other uh, different subjects and, and areas of study that will be taking place this year. We can keep Hillary's sister, uh, Carrie Dale, in our prayers as she deals with that terminal uh, brain cancer diagnosis. We keep Val Landon and Bev Menton in our prayers as they deal with the broken hips that they're recovering from. Uh, we pray for Tom Jensen, who uh, I just found out is going to be returning home this week, so we thank God for that. Uh, pray the Lord would bless him as he continues to deal with that uh, cancer diagnosis. Uh, pray for Dan Hanel, who returned home from the hospital as well, but is still a uh, uh, dealing with a number of health issues. And we also pray for Ron Robb, uh, who will be uh, uh, who has returned back to Pathstone and is, is recovering from uh, COVID pneumonia. I uh, pray the Lord would give him healing as well. As far as our Proverbs study for today, we're taking a look at Proverbs chapter 3. I want to study verses 3 through 6 specifically for you, uh, which state this. Let not mercy and truth forsake you, bind them around your neck, Write them on the tablet of your heart, and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Um, as I was reading through this and picking out a few verses for us to study, these two words really caught my eye. Mercy and truth. Why these two things, mercy and truth, out of, out of the many different uh, sections that uh, ideas that God uh, lays out for us in his word, these two words, mercy and truth. You know, I think truth is a objective thing. Truth is something that is sure and certain. It's, it's like a rock. It's absolutely certain and it, it, it does not bend. It does not break. Truth is absolutely steadfast. But mercy, mercy is more of a, an emotion, a, a compassion. It's looking upon someone and being moved to, to do something for them. Uh, to show love to them, and so these two ideas, you know, they 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 kind of, they kind of mesh with one another and cover these different things. Because certainly we want to hold on to the truth, um, and we want to hold on to God's word, and that's what He says: bind them around your neck. Certainly, we should hold on to the truth of God's word, but we don't hold on to the truth of God's word to the exclusion of the idea of mercy. And I, you know, when you think forward to the New Testament, that's what was such a problem for the Pharisees. They were so caught up in in absolute keeping of God's law and perfect uh, and going beyond God's law, being legalistic about it, where they would make all these rules about how far you could walk on the Sabbath and so forth, what constituted work, and that's what Jesus came and said. He said, "I want you to learn what it says. I desire mercy, not sacrifice." That's the same idea here. God wants us to cling to the truth. We should cling the truth around our neck, but not without this concept of mercy as well. And so too, as you know, twenty first century. Christians, these two ideas need to continue to both, both be tied around our neck because we should certainly have mercy and love and compassion towards those around us. That's something that we need to constantly be uh, looking to ourselves and ensuring that we are continue to keep this attitude of, of this Christian attitude of what can I do for my neighbor? How can I love him? How can I show mercy on? Him? How can I uh, be a blessing to him in his life? And also continue to cling to the truth of God's word. And as Lutherans, this is something we, we strive to do is to, to keep both of these things as mercy and truth. Let neither one of them forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Love the truth of God's word. Love uh, uh, your neighbor. And I think that really ties it together so well as well as these, these two tables of the law, right? The truth refers to that first table of the law, our relationship with God. God, your your word is truth. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. God's word is truth. Uh, he is God. He gives us the, what we need. And also mercy, which is showing that love and compassion toward our neighbor, how we deal with one another in that second table of law. These two things combine together to to guide us and to lead us. And he says, so find, write them on the tablet of your heart, so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. And, you know, this is a really difficult thing to do, to continue to balance these two things, because it's so easy to fall into one or the other and say, well, the truth isn't that important. Let's just focus on loving others. Well, that's, that's the wrong attitude. Or, or to say, you know what? Other people don't matter. All that really matters is the truth. Well, that's not true either. We're to find this balance between these two things, bind them both to the tablet of our heart. And the one who gives us the strength to do that, of course, is the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. You know, he's the one that we can trust in uh, to guide us and lead us. And again, we go back to his word we don't go to our understanding we don't say well you know the bible says this but here's what i say no we we turn to god's word we turn to his teaching and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths you know because so often we have to we have to make a decision and in the world in which we live you know it'd be so easy if everything was completely black and white you know there there, there are times in life where we face black and white decisions one thing is right the other thing is wrong God gives us the strength to choose the right thing according to his will. And I pray that God does give you the strength to choose the right thing to do. However, there are many things in this life that aren't so black and white. That there's one thing that, well, that kind of seems like the right thing to do, but also this kind of seems like the right thing to do as well. So what's the right thing to do? What what decision should we make? And here we say, trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. Push your own understanding away. Look to the Lord. Acknowledge him. He will direct your path. He, he is the one who will send you in the right direction. And again, this idea of wisdom later on in this chapter, that wisdom gets personified. And looking to God for wisdom, looking to him for strength, looking to him for guidance and to direct the path that he would have us take, that is true wisdom. And so I pray the Lord would continue to bless all of us here at Emmanuel with that wisdom of God that looks for his direction and his love for us. Amen. Hymn of the Day today is hymn 349, Jesus, Thy Boundless Love to Me. Jesus, Thy Boundless Love to Me, no thought can reach, no tongue declare. Unite my thankful heart with Thee, and reign without a rival there. To Thee alone, dear Lord, I live, myself to Thee, dear Lord, I give. O grant that nothing in my soul may dwell but Thy pure love alone. O may Thy love possess me whole, my joy, my treasure, and my crown, All coldness from my heart remove, my every actward thought be love. O love, how cheering is the ray, all pain before thy presence flies. Care anguish, sorrow melt away, where'er thy healing beams arise. O Jesus, nothing may I see, nothing desire or seek but thee. This love unwearied I pursue, and dauntlessly to thee aspire, O may thy love my hope renew, burn in my soul like heavenly fire. O day and night be all my care, to guard this sacred treasure there. O draw me, Savior, heir to thee, so shall I run and never tire. With gracious words still comfort me, be thou my hope, my soul desire. Free me from every guilt and fear, no sin can harm if thou art near. Still let thy love point out my way, what wondrous things thy love hath wrought. Still lead me, lest I go astray, direct my work, inspire my thought, and if I fall, soon may I hear thy voice and know that love is near. In suffering be thy love my peace, in weakness be thy love my power, and when the storms of life shall cease, so Jesus in that final hour, be thou my rod and staff and guide, and draw me safely to thy side. Amen.